You're listening to The Mom Inspired Show, episode 347 with Amber Sandberg. Welcome to The Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Well, hello, you guys. I am super excited to be here. I wanted to kind of talk to you guys about this topic, sleep, because I have been traveling and I noticed that my sleep has been getting off. And I have talked about sleep in the past on episodes, maybe probably in relation to hormones or losing weight and all of that stuff. And I still think that is very important. The reason why I wanted to talk about it today, because I think it's something that we overlook and we kind of just take for granted and we just think, yeah, this isn't really going to make that big of a deal. It's kind of like when people think about water, they're like, we don't really need water that much. Is that really going to help us lose weight, get to our goals, yada, yada, yada. Okay. So stick with me here. When I think about this water and sleep, even though I'm not talking about water today, um, I realize how important it is when I have traveled because this is what happens. I don't drink as much water and my sleep gets messed up. And then I realize, oh, I take this for granted that when I'm in a routine that I get more water in, I feel better, I feel hydrated, uh, maybe I don't get a headache and my sleep is more routine that I'm like going to sleep at a certain time, I'm waking up a certain time. And then when I travel, if I change time zones, that just, you know, it throws me off. You know, I'll be staying up later, then I'm getting up later. And then, you know, I just feel not my best self. So I wanted to talk to you about sleep today, because if you have been feeling like it's summertime, you're staying up later, it's lighter out, the kids are staying up later, but then you're waking up and you're feeling like you're behind the ball, it could be due to your sleep. Now, if you are listening to this and you have very small children that wake you up or, you know, they're not sleeping well, which then is impacting you. I'm not so much talking to you guys because that's an outside force that is messing with your sleep. I'm talking to you guys that have control of your sleep. Um, and you are choosing to do different things that would impact your sleep. So with that said, I want to talk about this because I think a lot of us just think, well, if I get, you know, a certain amount of sleep, I'll feel fine. And I do think there are different studies out there that say it doesn't really matter when you go to sleep. It's just about the quality of sleep and like how many hours you're getting. Now, I actually believe in the camp of it does feel different if you go to bed at a certain time and get a certain amount of sleep. I will say this for me. Now, everyone is different. But for me, I have noticed this and I've talked to other people, other experts on the show about this specifically, that if you go to sleep before a certain time, so maybe like 11 o'clock or before 10 p.m., um, you will get, it's like your quality of sleep is going to be more, you're getting a bigger bang for your buck than if you were to go to bed later and get the same amount of sleep. Now, the only way to figure that out is to do a test, to really see do you feel more rested? So for me, if you told me to go to bed at midnight and I got eight hours of sleep, I would feel exhausted because for me, I have adrenal issues and I've had that since I was in my twenties. My adrenals do not like that. They're like, you needed to go to bed earlier. Now, if you don't have adrenal issues, you don't have that kind of stuff. It may not be a big deal for you. You're kind of like, I got enough sleep. That's cool. If you were finding yourself getting enough sleep and you are still exhausted, then you may want to mess around with what time you should go to bed to be able to feel really rested in the morning. 
So if you're kind of like, well, I go to bed at 11 and you're like, I don't know how I could even go to bed at 10. I would just slowly back it down. It's kind of like when you're helping a child um, go to sleep, especially if it, there's a time change, it's like you slowly change their time. You can't just expect them to fall asleep an hour early or hour later, whatever. Well, an hour later, they probably could because they'd already be tired. But you know what I mean? So I would slowly back it down. I would go to bed, say, at 1045 and then do that for a few days and then try to go to bed at 1030, 1015, and then 10 o'clock and then see how you feel. So that's one way of trying to figure out if your sleep like is dependent on a certain time or not. The other thing that I want to talk about is, you know, your, our brains, you know, that is when it's our time for our brains, our body to really recoup from the day before. And so when you go into the next day and you are sleep deprived, you are not going to be able to hit your goals. You're not going to be able to be your best self. And when you think about like when you had kids and you had the babies, right? You weren't functioning at your best because you are sleep deprived. And then if we're talking about say weight loss, you are going to have a hard time because you're going to want to eat the foods that are going to give you those quick hit energy, like caffeine, sugar, carbs, all that kind of stuff, which then goes against your weight loss goals. And then you just kind of find yourself in this cycle. So I want you to kind of just really think about this because there are a few things that you can do if you aren't aware of this. These are very, very simple things, but I just was, I just was thinking how easy it is to kind of let this go, like your sleep and just be like, it's, it's not that big of a deal. And it really is a big deal. So if you are finding yourself tired then that means something is off. It could be the amount of sleep that you're getting, the quality of sleep you're getting, or what time you're going to bed. So those are the first things that you want to pay attention to. And you want to kind of just mess around with to figure out what is your ideal time. So for me, my ideal time is 10 is the latest. And then if I can go to bed by 10, I naturally can wake up a little bit before six o'clock when it's light out. When When it's dark out, that's a little bit more challenging. I think my, my body's like, let's just stay sleeping for a little bit, but that's kind of like my natural rhythm. Like I don't need an alarm clock. Um, and so that I think is a key way to figure out what your body prefers that you don't need to have an alarm clock. Now, some of you may have to work or get up earlier just because of work. you like your work schedule has to, is requiring you to get up. Um, so in that case, if you're still struggling to get up, you may need to back it down Uh, what time you go to bed. And here's the thing. I know a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be going to bed so early. But if you're trying to get up early, you, you need to figure out what do you feel the most rested at? And so sometimes I think people push themselves and they're like, oh, it's fine. I'll make it up on the weekends or whatever. We don't really end up making it up. You know, if you've heard enough people talk about sleep, it's like, ideally you go to bed at the same time, you wake up at the same time. And there are some of you that may be like, that doesn't sound fun at all. This is one thing that I would encourage you because this is the thing that I had to do to myself when I had to start losing weight and I had to start eating less food. My brain wanted to go to, this isn't going to be fun. I can't eat as much as I want. Therefore, this isn't fun. Like all my fun is being taken away. What I had to tell myself is, no, what is more fun is that I can get into the clothes that I want to get into. I can shop where I want to shop and I'm not having to use so much energy thinking about food and my weight. That is my fun. But that takes time to rework 
those thought processes. So for you, if you're like, well, it's fun for me to stay up really late. It's fun for me to go watch Netflix. It's fun for me to do this or that. Um, you know, that's not fun if you tell me I have to go to bed earlier. So my question would be to you the next morning when you're struggling to get up and you're kicking yourself because you're behind the ball, you didn't get up before the kids, you didn't have that quiet time. You're not setting yourself up for the day. Is that fun? Is that fun? Because you have to challenge your brain the night before. Am I going to think this is fun tomorrow morning? My fun comes the next morning. It's not in that night. I feel like at nighttime, your brain wants to act like a toddler. And so you're kind of like negotiating with a toddler who needs to go to bed. And so that is the question that I want you to think about. The the toddler, when you think about a toddler, they don't know they should go to bed. They're like, I'm missing out. So I'm going to lose my marbles and I'm going to start crying and I'm going to be like, you know, all over the place with my emotions. In a way, that is what's happening at nighttime if you are pushing yourself to stay up and you're finding yourself not rested. Now, if you're listening to this and you're like, no, I can go to bed at this time and I'm fully rested, then then that's totally cool. Like you have figured out what works for you. I'm talking to the people who are kicking themselves the next morning because they let their toddler self take over and keep themselves up when they should have went to bed. So those are the things that I want you to kind of think about. The other thing that I want you to consider is how late are you allowing yourself to eat? And if you drink alcohol, how late are you letting yourself drink alcohol and as well as coffee or caffeine? These three things are really kind of a game changer in regards to your sleep quality. You may be able to get away with it, but I want you to think about if you were to not have those later in the day, how do you sleep? How do you feel the next day? So you may want to, you know, do a little troubleshooting with this. Okay. So the days that you don't drink alcohol, I want you to see how you feel the next day with the days that you do drink alcohol, pay attention to what time you had your last drink and how you slept. Now, some people I know if they drink alcohol, they have to cut it off earlier in the day in order for their sleep quality to not be messed up. Same with caffeine, figuring out, okay, how late can I have coffee in the day that my brain is not going to a monkey brain when I'm laying down and then it starts running around and then you can't even fall asleep or you can't stay asleep. And then the other thing is food. How late are you eating? They say ideally two to three hours before bedtime is ideal so that your body's not having to work really hard at digesting food. So for me, I notice that like, if I eat too close to bed, it's just, I feel like I can tell my body is having to work harder, which then it doesn't want to go to sleep easier. So all of these things play a role. I remember, um, you know, I know someone that I was talking to at a party a couple years ago and she was wearing the aura ring, which I think is a great thing. I don't have it. I've thought about getting it. it. It's a high price point. Um, so I think I've held off on it. I do have an Apple watch, but I think the Aura Ring uh, tracks things a little bit more um, precise from what I've heard, um, especially with sleeping. But she was saying that when she was on vacation, she was drinking more. And so at one point, her Aura Ring was kind of like, are you sick? Like it it was trying to figure out like what was wrong with her. And it was because she wasn't sleeping well. Like it, 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 the alcohol was messing up her sleep to the point that the, the ring, it was giving a warning. It's an indicator, like something is off. It's like check engine, check engine. And, um, that it thought she was sick. And so all of these things play a role in your sleeping 
and how you feel. So the thing is, let's just track everything. Let's keep the data. Let's just see. So then you know, hey, I'm going to drink coffee later in the day. This is probably going to mess up my sleep. Or I'm going to eat later in the day. This is going to mess up my sleep. I'm going to have some drinks. This is probably going to you know, change up my sleep quality. I think it's just good to be aware. So then you can be intentional on deciding those things versus being like, I don't know why I'm not sleeping well. And then you look back and you're like, oh yeah, I am doing those things. And you may be doing all three of those things, right? So you're drinking coffee too late, you're eating too late and you're eating later and then you're drinking later with your meal. Who knows, right? So all of these things, if you are feeling super exhausted, these things play a role in your sleep quality. Okay. The other thing that I highly recommend is bringing the temperature down. Um, this is a, I feel like a very known thing, but I know that some people really kind of fight the system of bringing down their air condition. Maybe they don't want to pay for it or, you know, um, I'm from Michigan, you know, originally I live in Nashville now, but a lot of people in Michigan, I feel like they want to try to keep their windows open and they, and they think that might be cool enough, but I don't think it drops like cold enough in order to get your best sleep. Now in Nashville, you're not keeping your windows open in the summer. Okay. It's way too hot and humid. Um, so if you're a person who's like, well, I just leave my windows open and that's cool enough. They say low sixties to mid sixties is ideal for sleeping. Now for me, I try to keep it at 69. Now you may be like, oh my gosh, I can't keep it down that low. That's so freezing. Or I don't want to pay that air condition bill. You may want to consider high sixties like your body does better in a colder temperature to sleep versus hot. So that's one thing. The other thing is how much light is coming into your bedroom. I'm not even just talking about the window. Um, ideally you would have blackout drapes, but the lights, like if you have a TV, if you have a computer in your room, even the fire alarm has a light. I don't know if you've ever noticed this, that like in a hotel, I'll be like, what is so bright? And I'll realize it's the fire alarm, the smoke alarm its light is so bright that it's shining into the whole room. Um, these are things that you might want to cover up with masking tape, something, something that it's not kicking off the light that it triggers your brain. Like if you were to kind of wake up a little bit that your brain doesn't think, Oh, it's light out. And then tells your brain, Oh, it's time to get up. Those things matter. Like trying to sleep in a very dark room. If that, if you can't control that very easily, then I would suggest a sleep mask. Okay. The other thing that um, I would recommend is do you have a noise maker or a fan that you could use to kind of block out any noises? For me, I am such a light sleeper. I struggle with like hearing things very easily. So I have a sound machine that I use, but it, I used to use a fan. Um, I feel like sometimes the fans that they're making today are so quiet that it wouldn't work. Um, it's like, okay, this is not going to be a, um, this is not going to make as a noise, make a machine noise maker or whatever. Right. And so then you may have to put something. So what I do when I travel, um, there's an app. And so you can find an app that has noise machines, uh, fans, like all that kind of stuff, whatever noise you make or whatever noise you like, because not every noise I feel like is easy for people to fall asleep to. So whatever you kind of like, I would mess around with that so that it blocks like any extra noise, especially if people go to bed later than you, or they get up earlier than you, you kind of want that to be, um, you, you just don't want to hear it. You want to kind of drown it out. Like I think about this when I lived in Michigan, we could hear a train even though it was far away. And so even that kind of stuff could wake me up in the middle of the night. And I feel like as you get older, 
it's sometimes harder to go back to sleep. So if you can prevent that, I think that would really help to not uh, be woken up and then you're trying to get back into that deep REM sleep. Um, So those are like key things that I would highly recommend um, if you are feeling like I... I'm struggling. I don't feel like I'm working at my best. I feel like I'm making food choices that I don't want to make. I would highly recommend looking at your sleep, look at your sleep habits. What are you doing? And then start tinkering with that. Start working at, I'm going to try this and then see if that works. And then I'm going to try that and see if that works and keep doing it. I would not do multiple things at the same time because then you won't know what really works. I do think as you get older, from what I have heard on many podcasts on like sleep experts talk about this, um, people coming on my podcast and just talking to other people as they are getting into their forties, going into their fifties, they cannot drink alcohol, um, and feel the same like they used to when they were younger. So they're having to cut back on that if they want to get really good sleep. So something to think about that you may not even have considered um, because as your hormones change, everything changes. So what you could do before, you may not be able to do now. And that's with anything, right? Like for me, I notice I have to stretch more. My my uh, my feet, like I, I feel like I'm getting plantar fasciitis, which I never had. So now I got to roll my foot. I never had this issue. It's like, so I say this because I feel like things just start to change and you may not even be doing anything different than you were before, but now you have to react and do things different to avoid feeling that way, even though you didn't have to before. So I think it's also accepting that things are changing and then figuring out, but how can I keep my body you know, at optimal, um, you know, at an optimal state that it feels the best, right? Like there's things that we can control, some things we can't, but the things that we can control, let's take that into our own hands so that we feel our best. And we want to, you know, be able to get up the next day, go after the goals that we want to do, achieve those things and just feel like we're ahead of the ball instead of behind the ball. Because I think that meant that that alone mentally will, it just kind of throws us off. And then it makes you be like, I don't want to do whatever for that day. I don't want to work out. I don't want to push myself. I don't want to do this. And then if you do that enough, eventually you'll realize you're kind of going backwards instead of going forward. And so that was the whole reason I wanted to do this episode. So um, I hope this kind of gives you something to think about and, you know, start, you know, changing up some things, trying it out um, and just see if this, you know, helps you and, you know, if, if you feel better and you have better quality sleep because of it, I'd love to hear from you. If you guys don't follow me already at um, mom, Insp- uh, mom Inspired Living on Instagram, feel free to DM me. Tell me um, if you changed anything, if it helped. I would love to hear from you. And, you know, um, I, I love hearing from you guys, you know, when you reach out to me. And uh, again, if you don't know this, I am doing um, 30 minute free coaching sessions uh, for my listeners. So if you would love to do that, DM me, say, Hey, I heard, um, you mentioned this on the podcast and I will set up a date for us to brainstorm and we don't have to just do it on sleep. We can do it on weight loss. We can do it on work. We can do it on time. We can do it on, um, money, budgeting, all that kind of stuff. Um, I'd love to help you take advantage of it. I know it's your time that you're giving up. Um, but I feel like when you are coached, I get coached myself. I feel like it makes such a big difference to have that, to have somebody on the outside kind of talk you through things and just kind of figure out, um, what is going on, you know, that 
you wouldn't normally have with the people that are close to you that are invested in your life in different ways. So take advantage of that. Again, reach out to me, Mom Inspired Living on Instagram, or you can email me at amber at mominspiredshow.com. Um, just say hello, say you would love to be coached, or let me know that you did something um, with your sleep protocol and it changed. I would love to hear from you. Hey, you guys, thank you so much for listening to the show. If you love this episode, I would love for you to tag me at Mom Inspired Living on IG Stories so I can personally thank you for sharing this. All right, you guys, I'll see you next week. 